everyone. Welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Tic Tac. Yep, it's in the news again today. Came across this article on independent.co.uk. It's titled, It Did Not Obey the Laws of Physics. Pilot Who Spotted Famous Tic Tac UFO Breaks Silence After 15 Years. It says it was going from like 50,000 feet to 100 feet in like seconds, which is not possible. Article begins, a U.S. fighter pilot whose plane filmed the famous and still unexplained Tic Tac UFO footage has spoken for the first time about his close encounter. Chad Underwood broke 15 years of silence on the subject, describing the object he recorded over the Pacific Ocean as not behaving within the normal laws of physics. He said it was going from like 50,000 feet to 100 feet in like seconds, which is not possible. The Tic Tac, so-called because of its rounded shape and white collar, was caught on video as the U.S. Navy attempted to identify a series of objects spotted on radar flying off America's west coast in November 2004. The authenticity of the film, which was first made public in 2017, was finally confirmed by the Pentagon earlier this year. Officials said they still had no idea what the recorded object was. Weather phenomenon, man-made craft, and birds have all been ruled out. The record goes on to say, Speaking to New York Magazine, Mr. Underwood said, The thing that stood out to me the most was how erratic it was behaving. And what I mean by erratic is that its changes in altitude, airspeed, and aspect were just unlike things that I've encountered before flying against other air targets. Well, if you've been following the phenomena of UFOs for any time at all, you know that some of these things are extremely erratic. I mean, they just move uh, all over the sky, seemingly uh, in any direction you can imagine. It's at speeds that are just impossible. It's, it's almost like balls of light moving. There's no physical thing that could move at those speeds and those directions and changing angles the way they do. The article goes on and says, It was just behaving in ways that aren't physically normal. That's what caught my eye, because aircraft, whether they're manned or unmanned, still have to obey the laws of physics. They have to have some source of lift, some source of propulsion. The Tic Tac was not doing that. And he added, you're up there flying, like, okay, it's not behaving in a manner that's predictable or is normal by how flying objects physically move. Well, in fact, from my perspective, these things are more paranormal than normal. Some of these things are so are operating so far out outside the bounds of normal physics that they can't be a physical object. They either, they either have to be interdimensional, extra-dimensional, some sort of paranormal phenomena. There's no way on earth these things can be anything physical in the way that we think of something being physical because they don't, they're not confined to the normal physical laws of nature. The article goes on and says, The sighting came during a fortnight in which the USS Princeton had noted unknown aircraft intermittently passing across its radar systems off the U.S. West Coast. The contact was considered so inexplicable that the system was shut down and restarted for bugs. But operators continued to track the mysterious object afterwards. 
Then, on November 14th, Commander David Fravor. Now, we've seen David Fravor all over the news talking about this stuff. And I think he's even been at some different conferences. Then, on November 14th, Commander David Fravor was flying a mission off the USS Nimitz when he eyeballed the object. It seemed, he later said, to dive below the water, resurface, and speed out of sight when he approached. Well, there you see, it's already uh, appearing to be what we call a USO, or an underwater submersible. And if you've done much research on UFOs, or even bothered to watch some of the History Channel stuff, you know that there's been, for many, many years, there have been uh, UFO phenomena and underwater submersible objects, unidentified submersible objects, out there off the coast of San Diego for many, many years. As Fravor landed, he told Underwood, just preparing to take off on his own mission, to be aware of unusual activity. Dave Fravor was like, hey dude, bolo. Like, be on the lookout for just something weird. Underwood said in his interview published on Thursday. So we got out to where our designated training area is. We're not necessarily looking for something, but their Princeton had a specific object that they wanted us to hunt, for lack of a better word. And all of a sudden, I got this blip on my radar. He did not see the object with his own eyes because he was focused on capturing video footage for intelligence to analyze later. But he added, the thing was the most interesting to me, the thing that was most interesting to me was how erratic this thing was. If it was obeying physics, like a normal object that you would encounter in the sky, an aircraft or a cruise missile or some sort of project that the government didn't tell you about, that would have made more sense to me. The part that drew our attention was how it was behaving within the normal laws of physics. How, the part that drew our attention was how it wasn't behaving within the normal law of physics. Unusually, he was never fully debriefed on his sighting, but had to take a phone call about the incident. So soon after landing, he was still in his flight gear at the time. That's very strange. So they didn't debrief him, and it seems like maybe they already know what this thing is. But they did have him have a phone call as soon as he got down on the ground. I don't know, maybe they were just handling this thing in real time, and by the time they had decided what to do, a debriefing was too late. It's very strange. Probably within about 20 minutes or so, I spoke to someone that I assume was from NORAD, North American Aerospace Defense Command, he revealed. I have no idea like what level up to who I was talking to. I just wanted to answer them. I was basically handed a telephone and said, hey, answer these questions. Well, in 15 years, he said, he has not speculated on what might have what it might have been and had not previously given interviews because he did not want his name attached to the little green men crazies that are out there. Wow. In these two paragraphs, we see two things that are kind of disturbing. First off, he gets a phone call from somebody he doesn't even know who it is. And this goes back to the men in black scenario that we talked about earlier when people landed on one of the ships in this fleet and were said to have just literally taken all of the data. They, they put it on a brick, they call it, and removed it from that battle group. And then 15 years later, of course, Tom DeLong ends up with it in his front pocket. One of the videos, at least. So we have Men in Black in operation, it appears, and then 
the second thing here where he says in the 15 years since he said he was not he has not speculated on what it might have been and had not previously given interviews because he did not want his name attached to the little green men crazies that are out there. Now this guy's a pilot. He's obviously a pretty smart guy, but you can see how he's been conditioned so thoroughly that even a, even a, an educated guy like this, who's a real smart guy, has been taught to view anybody that questions what the UFO phenomena is as little green men crazies. Well, no one's saying anything about little green men here. What we are talking about is an object or a phenomena that is moving in ways that are not physically possible. And it's doing it right in the middle of a Navy battle group formation. It's in the air. It's going in and out of the ocean. This is kind of a big deal. He added, I do not want to be part of that community. It is just what we call a UFO. I couldn't identify it. It was flying, and it was an object. It's as simple as that. I'll let the nerds like do the math on what it was likely to be. I just happened to be the person that brought back the video. This seems to be a person that has very strongly held beliefs, beliefs that UFOs do not exist, that the UFO phenomenon does not exist. And we can see here he was confronted just in his face with this thing. And sometimes this is what happens when people who are rigid non-believers, rigid thinkers, when they're confronted with something that they believe is impossible, and they can no longer deny that it exists, you start to see a little bit of anger come to the surface. And you start to see that denial take over. Well, okay, I saw it, but I'll let somebody else decide what it is, because, quote, I do not want to be part of that community. You know, just because there are people that are curious about UFOs that might be a little bit uh, to the far side doesn't that, doesn't mean that the UFO phenomena phenomena doesn't exist, and that is intelligent people we shouldn't have questions about that phenomena. Now, that can be found on the independent.co.uk website, and uh, written by Colin Drury, and then I had one other thing I wanted to mention here. From uh, I think I think it was posted uh, December nineteenth, two forty two p.m. Tom DeLong's back on Twitter, and he's and this is in regard to this Tic Tac video. That's why I bring it up. I'm not just trying to bash Tom, but you know it's a big target. It says, "What if there were twenty more videos? Thirty? Who knows how many? We need congressional accountability. That's why hashtag TTSA Academy takes our work in D.C. very seriously." And then there's a, a, a screenshot here of a Gizmodo, the pilot with the Tic Tac. Well, I, I did have a reply for, for Tom. And my point to Tom was that the, the video that they posted, that his group posted, that, that didn't belong to a private company. That was, as I said in my tweet, I said, these UFO videos should never have been released to a single public company as they awarded TSSA. These videos were public property and should not be monetized by one particular company. Now you can go over to Twitter to Twitter, in my UFO warning uh, account and take a look, but that's how I feel about it. 
these videos after laying around in some government vault somewhere for 15 years and were told the quality of the original videos was much, much better. But after 15 years, instead of just releasing these videos to the public or putting them on uh, the Navy website for public consumption, somebody within the Navy gave them to one of TTSA's uh, former deep state employees. And now whenever you watch these Tic Tac videos, they've got the To The Stars Academy watermark stamped on them. Shouldn't have to go to YouTube to watch these things. Here, there's a video. If you go to the if you go to the Twitter, uh, one of the comments there has Nick Pope talking about it, and it has a video in the background. And right up on the upper right hand corner, in huge letters, uh, "To the Stars Academy." Well, what is that doing on a video that was taken by the Navy? And this is ridiculous. This stuff should have been posted on a public government website where anybody who wanted to could go and look at it. It should never have been given to a private company to be monetized. So, when Tom DeLong comes along and posts, what if there were 20 more videos? 30. Who knows how many? We need congressional accountability. Well, man, the first accountability they need is why did he end up with that video and not any one of a hundred other UFO investigators out there? Why didn't the Black Vault end up with it? How did Tom end up with it to make money off of it? I mean, these things have value. What, why in the world is the government giving away UFO videos to private people who just happen to be former employees of the agencies or military branches they work for? So, yes, I agree with Tom. There should be some congressional accountability, but judging on what Congress is doing right now with our president, I'm not sure I trust those people to be accountable for anything. What there needs to be is a law that says this stuff is only allowed to be kept top secret for long, so long. And that they're not allowed to give it away to their favorite private corporations. This stuff has to be, this stuff has to be displayed or made available on a public clearinghouse where anybody can have access to it. Not just TTSA. Anybody should have access to this video. Because if there's 20 or 30 more videos available, and probably there's two or 300 more videos available, what are they doing? Waiting until another company comes along with former deep state employees that they want to bless with these little videos that they can then monetize? That's more than likely what's happening. So what you're seeing now with this, with this pilot coming forward after 15 years, he's still in denial about what this thing is. He just says, yeah, it was there, but he doesn't want to get involved with the crazies. So you're starting to see things gel up a little bit. As these things become impossible to deny, the next step is for the people within our government to monetize them instead of making them available on a public clearinghouse, on a public website. Their answer is to monetize this stuff. And then they can use their revolving door with the UFO technology the same way they use the, the, the uh, revolving door with military contracts. This will just be one more avenue for former government and former deep state employees to enrich themselves. So that's the conflict that's presenting itself today. Whether it's Tic Tac videos or metamaterial, you have... You have so many people that, like this pilot, that even when they were confronted with this stuff face to face, they can't really seem to deal with it. And on the other hand, you have a bunch of greedy former government employees and current government employees that are devising ways 
to monetize this UFO evidence. Instead of releasing it to us like they should, they're releasing it to people like Tom DeLonge's group and any other group that might come along who can then profit from it and who can then probably at some point hire the people that gave them this UFO data as consultants. The revolving door and the money train. And meanwhile, this wall of UFO denial that seems to envelop our society. If you like the show, stop by UFO Warning at uh, anchor.fm. You can become a sponsor. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.